just like to hit the button. Hey, fuckers. Hey, fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Yeah, that's as good a start as any. Hey, fuckers. Well, YouTube loves to start their the videos like that. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll just start us off, and then we'll just we'll just roll. Just see. That's fine by me. All right. Because we got in a little late because of vomiting and hacky sack. And is that a is that a mewling kitten in the background? Sorry. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a new and exciting type of culture shock. I was not prepared for. All right, so anyway, good, uh, hi everyone. Uh, I'm the Space Quest Historian. This is the Adventure Game Hotspot Network Creators Chronic Fictiopoda. There's a there's a title in there somewhere. I keep forgetting. It's the Creators Corners podcast where we sit and talk about, and pretend to be adults who lead meaningful lives, and it's going great so far. <laughs> um, we're joined. We have a pretty full house today. We're joined by one short eye. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Hey, we got uh, head honcho Josh in the corner over there. Hello. Hi. We've got Anna who covers sofas in maple syrup. <laughs> These guys that, know me so well. This it's a callback. Um, Aldo is here to sue us at any moment. Um, <laughs> might have to cut that bit out, I guess. Okay, we have Anna from, from <laughs> Canada, which nearly rhymes. <laughs> Hello. Um, and we have Paul, not from Canada, but part of the same podcast as Anna. Hi. Hi. He has, he has muting kittens. It's uh, <laughs> something you normally get checked. Um, we also have Adventure Game Geek. Uh, hello. Who joined us? Who was sadly unable to join us last time we did this, uh, for better or worse. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it was it was for some technical error, and I, I just like to clarify because trolls said in the last podcast that it was because I didn't know how to, <laughs> it was because I didn't know how to use a computer, um, which which is actually true, and like since then I've actually been learning since so, DOS, like yeah. he's been struggling. <laughs> so thank thank you, trolls, for reminding me to learn how to use the computer. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, sir. And uh, I just turned the gain up on my microphone, so whoever's mixing this, poor suckers, should probably do something about that. But lastly, we have <laughs> we have Daniel of Conversations with Curtis. Not Curtis, but Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Hi. How's it going? Going great. Doing great. Okay, so the uh, topic before I blundered in fashionably late into this conversation, uh, the topic we were supposed to cover today was discussing mewling kittens and also uh all the uh, all the fun negative aspects that come with uh, being a content creator who sometimes runs into uh, creative walls uh burnouts struggling to come up with ideas or struggling to get really complicated ideas off the ground and what do we do when we find ourselves overwhelmed or sometimes underwhelmed sometimes failing to live up to our own expectations or others' expectations. Just basically have a big old group sesh. Uh, but I seem to have uh, wandered into a room full of uh, quite happy people. So I don't know if you guys have a better suggestion. <laughs> no, let's do that. Let's bring yeah. us all down. No. Sunday. Yeah. Make, make, make us miserable, please. Remind <laughs> us of why we all suck. Do it. No. I don't have ideas for our own show, let alone this one. So let's roll. Uh, well, I, I can I can sort of start on a on a, a downer note, which is that uh, for 
uh, most of this year. I've been uh, battling with some stress and anxiety issues of my own, which has also led to quite the frightful dip in output on my own uh, creative channels. Um, some of it has to do with overambition. Some of it has to do with factors that are beyond, you know, the realm of uh, this conversation. But it's uh, it's all been a bit of a mess, really. And even if you don't have any of that mess going, anyone who's ever had a creative endeavor has certainly run into situations where they either feel like they're hitting a wall and can't really get anywhere, or they feel some sort of creative burnout, or they've bit of more that they can chew. So let's uh, let's just cover all of those. I think we could, we could like go around the room uh, just to start off with and say just how badly any of us suffer from this i suppose uh because because some people just seem to be able to churn out stuff on the regular like with no breaks or just 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 pile ahead and some people really have to struggle to either come up with something or to release something that they feel is worthwhile so uh, let's 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 do let's do like a scale like a, like a from like like you get those scales in the hospital where they hand they hold it up to your face and go okay where on this chart of screaming faces do you belong? Yeah. <laughs> so on the on the chart from from zero passed out sleeping to ten screaming bloody murder, uh, Anna, where, where do you feel like you are on the anxiety level of content creation? Ah, oh, gosh, I, I'm like ridiculously optimistic about it. Right up until the moment uh, we start <laughs> recording. <laughs> Um, anxiety about it and like, yeah, gosh, that's a multifaceted question. Okay. Remind yeah, no. me again. One is not at all anxious and 10 is super duper anxious. Yeah. I probably hover around a four or five most of the time. Yeah. Because I wanted to start with you because you're the one of all of us who seems the most non-phased Mm-hmm. But also human. Um, <laughs> for, and you have kids. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of kids, and and I just finally got a bedroom, and I, and this is supposed to be my new zone for like streaming. So this is my first time I'll potentially have a zone for streaming. Right now I'm on coffee tables, but I like the decor. I like you have a globe in the background and your your games and such, and uh, you know wood paneling. It looks like uh, it looks like the music video for um uh, for Africa. You know the uh, uh, Toto. Music oh, video. Right. Toto. Yeah. <laughs> is it Toto? It is Toto, isn't it? It's yeah. Toto, yeah, it is Toto. Right. for sure. Cool. And also Weezer, apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, that's <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So so I wanted to, to and like I said, you were actually. Uh, I've actually this whole year has been a lot because uh, I've lost my business and um, you know changed oh. a lot of things about what I'm doing and I've been trying to entirely reinvent who I am this year, and it's the first time this year that I've ever been on camera or like done any of that side outside of podcasting. So on the one hand, I'm overwhelmed with ideas so much. So I feel like there's the potential of a million things, but then on a day to day basis, sometimes it's like, I don't know what to do or where to start to start the day to get any content going. So I kind of repeat the same things I was doing before. And it's, it's so hard to be innovative and then to like put a whole plan together. Like trolls, you are a lot of like, where I get the motivation because you come up with this like random idea seemingly out of nowhere. And then you're like, I'm going to get these people together. And then 
I'm going to make it happen. And then it becomes a thing, right? Whether it's your videos or, or to the wolves or, you know, one short, what you've done recently with your uh, conquest video that's going to be coming out. It's like, I have this idea, I'm going to put it all together. It might involve a whole ton of people and a whole ton of work. And it's like, wow, but it happens. Like, and then you get overwhelmed and burnt out, I'm sure, or whatever else. That's fine. But I need that that motivation to show that an idea can be implemented, it can happen, and it can be done with, it, regardless of how much attention it gets in the end. Well, that's oh, that's that's that's. Thank you, uh, first of all, um, and and second, you would not believe how many of my stupid ideas never go anywhere. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but but. Uh, um, it, because it all has to do with time management, and I think you're right. I am the I am the sort of person who gets like a million ideas and then starts getting stressed out and worried that there's not enough hours in the day to get any of this shit done. And as soon as I start roping in other people, uh, you know, I start feeling like I'm letting everyone down by not actually seeing it all the way through. And, oh, there's a whole thing there. But I I want to hear from um uh, from from the uh, so so I said you're you're the most like well organized and and probably the most I suppose optimistic or, or most put together of 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 the group of the at least the humans in the group. I want to have a chat with the android in the group, Daniel. Uh, who? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because you you put you put so much effort and and so much time into what you do. You get like six hour marathon interviews, and you sit up editing all night, and you get like two hours of sleep. I don't know how you do it. So I'm I'm guessing you have a USB charger in your butt somewhere. Um, we all do. Right. Well, obviously, yes. I'm. I'm one of you. Oh, yeah. Sure. No. Um, seriously, I, I want to know with with your intense schedule and with all the things you've got going on, plus the live streaming, plus everything. Um, surely you must get overworked or stressed or something to that effect sometimes. But I've never heard you say anything to that effect. So do you? Well, first of all, I'm always stressed because at any given moment, I either have three live streams to prepare for in that week and an interview, which is usually done on Thursdays. And so for the interview, you know, I always envy people who can just do an interview and wing it. But since I try to set set up really high standards for my interviews so that I'll ask various questions that have never been asked before. This always makes the, the preparation very stressful because that means that I have to watch all of that person's interviews, read all of his, in, his or hers previous interviews and make sure that everything I ask is you know, a continuation of an answer that he's given in the past. Hmm. Because I don't want the interview to be a, a best of collection of questions. I want it to be something else. And that's extremely st stressful, especially when my schedule, my interview schedule is used to be one every, every other week. And now it's every week. So I have three live streams and one interview, and then I have to edit that interview. And usually the editing process is even longer than the preparation and the preparation itself is long. So I, I wanted to time one of my previous interviews to see how much I work on it in, in total. 
So my Steve Purcell interview uh, was, I think, in total 100 hours. So I had to listen to all of the previous interviews, then write the questions, then actually interview him for five hours, then edit it for another 40. Wow. And so, so woodworking, (laughs) but, but you don't sound like you're like stressed or anxious and you don't sign, you you definitely don't sound like you ever like drop the ball and just go, fuck it. I, I cannot do this anymore. You sound like you have a pretty strong motivational skill somewhere buried deep inside that steel body of yours. So you mentioned earlier the fact that you have to be. The, the source of your ideas is something that you're passionate about. And if you're passionate about something, then you don't really care about the amount of views it gets. You know, some of my interviews, I have an interview that um, had audio issues all around. And for months, I've been trying to get any type of AI service to clean up the audio. And eventually, mm-hmm. I was able to release that interview. But it was took twice as much as a regular interview, and it got half the views, and I, and it still didn't make me want to drop the whole thing off and leave the whole interviewing process because mm. I enjoy it, and I that's why I tend to talk to people who aren't as well known as you know I, I usually speak to the underdogs from LucasArts. Even though I have my, um, you know, sometimes I interview Ron Gilbert or or people who are more famous. But when it comes to the people I interviewed, they're usually people who aren't that well known. So I take that into consideration when I am when I'm working on the interview that it won't get as many views as you know a shorter interview with Ron Gilbert. Right. Just because. If I'm passionate about, about that interview, then it will be easier for me to spend 50 hours editing it as opposed to working on something just because I think it will get views. Right. So on the uh, on the on the pain scale, uh, you, you seem to just be able to power through, even though you have a ton of work ahead of you and behind you and currently doing um, the pain scale, I would imagine, is quite low. No, the pain scale is quite high. But the <laughs> fact that I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Daniel has like a, a Hulk-like approach. He's like, I'm always mad. I'm always stressed. Exactly. <laughs> I'm always mad. <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. Dude, you do not come. You come off as one of the most collected uh, uh, yes. people. Uh, well, I'm the exact opposite. Inside. Wow. Inside you're burning. Okay. Well, you're a fire inside. Oh. Well, I, I, I really want to hear from, from Paul, who seems to be all fire on the outside. Uh, Paul, <laughs> CGG podcast and game developer, and so many things going on at the same time. Kind of, kind of, I don't want to say this because comparisons are invariably poor when I'm on the other end of that comparison, but you, we kind of seem to be on the same page as far as we want to do a million, million fucking things all at the same time. There's not enough room. There's not enough time. And we certainly don't have, <laughs> totally, certainly don't have the motivation to actually put down a sensible plan for it. So, uh, so uh, where are you on that uh, pain scale from it on a day-to-day basis? And uh, am I right in any way about that assumption about you? You're hundred percent right. Yeah, no, I, I, um, 
I don't know how to, to, to manipulate this into not sounding insulting, but but you're like my spirit animal. So I, I <laughs> but without the animal part, you know, <laughs> spirit human. I don't, but you know, I, I think we operate mentally for coming from a, a pretty similar angle. So you, you, most of your assumptions would be probably spot on. For the pain scale, I don't know, man. First of all, the visual of the pain scale, I love in the doctor's office with the smiley faces because number one just looks high as shit. He's just like, doing great. Um, Cody's working. Yeah. Um, I, I would say as opposed to like a static number, it, it's just, it's very fluid. It's just like, like I'll be like, I'll be at a one or two feeling amazing about some funny lines I wrote the night before for the game. And then, oh shit, we have to record tonight. I, we've done 200 episodes on a classic adventure genre. There's no more ideas. What are we going to do? Yeah, you, how do you come up with a 201st idea for for a podcast on a finite amount of games that haven't been made in 35 years? Mm. So yeah, the scale the scale fluctuates constantly. Um, I was thinking I, I would I will come at this maybe more from the game dev part because that is in a sense content, and Anna's got us covered for the podcast. And, and I'll just say that, that the number one mindfuck I have is that I, I the last uh, that I've done, I have nothing good left in me, like a typical creator's fear or anybody who's, who's, you know, trying to write jokes or do good art or whatever. It's like you feel like the last funny thing you did was the last funny thing you'll ever do. It's like it's gone. I woke up today and I'm just I'm not funny anymore. It turns out this is life now. <laughs> and it's, it's just so easy to slip comfortably into those slippers like, wow, I've lost it. And what gets me out of that is, and this is, again, aimed at hopefully maybe helping anybody that's listening that, that has that little bit of pressure or you're developing a game and you want to be consistently funny or scary or whatever your angle is, it's, I, I have to, and I have to reteach myself this constantly, but it's when I do something that I like and I'm not in a great mood, like I don't feel funny. And then the next day I'm like, oh, that was actually, that was really funny. So it's, it's, I, I think I'm learning through the three years of developing this game that, my emotional state has almost nothing to do with my output. It's like, there's still just like a little me inside of all of that, but beneath all the emotions and the crust of life, that's, you know, whatever. And uh, I was awful. Uh, <laughs> the crust oh, that's of a, life and whatever. It's a but vivid yeah, image, but yes. Okay, good. As long as pain is something, anything yeah. at all. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's me just having to constantly remind myself, like it's, 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 you're, you're just, you're consistently who you are, no matter how you feel that day. And mm. that's, yeah, that's been, that's been one of the most helpful things I've learned in the last three years doing this game. So, 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 so what you're saying is even if you're not feeling it, if you still have, uh, like if, if you set yourself a daily goal and you're going to have this and this much done uh, during a day, even if you're not feeling it, at least give it a shot because the next day you're probably going to wake up and go, that wasn't actually that bad, was it? Thank you. That was a coherent version of what I was trying to say. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, no, because I'm, I'm, uh, I've, oh, I, I really, really wish I could do that. I have this terrible, like, like complete energy loss, a ton of bricks that just collapse on me uh, mostly every day around like 1 or 2 p.m. And it's just forcing myself to do anything creative at that point. It's just, it's just murder. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, but, I, but I get what you're saying. If, if you're like uh, alive and well and, and you sit down and you try to write something, even if you're like, uh, if you haven't seen, you know, I'm just going to go pet the cat or, uh, you know, sit in the yard for a bit or something. If you try and get something done anyway, you might actually end up liking what you're doing. Exactly. And, and, you know, from a game development point of view, um, 
there's so many different things to do. And, and I would offer this, I guess, almost as, as grizzled experience of only three years, but a last full time three years, like every damn day for the last three years. Um, it, it's I, one thing I do to kind of help myself, like, like, you know, in a, in a thanks past Paul sort of way, like you're really looking out for us back there. It's, it's to be able to recognize, cause what you just brought up is a great point is being physically tired. Cause that, that is, that is a brick wall. Unlike anything else, even emotionally. And so with game development, it is nice. Cause you can, there's always like fodder. There's always just like bullshit you have to do, like filling out, um, drawing the hotspot regions, like things mm-hmm. that are kind of mindless and they don't require a ton of creative input. It's more just, you know, oh, yeah, I don't know where the player walks to an object. Like, let's go and actually set those correctly because, you, you you know, the first time you do it, you might just kind of ish, like kind of guess. Mm-hmm. Point is, is there's, there's usually enough things to do with game development that's just kind of mindless bullshit that you don't want to do because it's, in part mindless bullshit and it's not very stimulating, but it's knowing when to employ that. It's like, okay, I got nothing today, whether that's emotionally or physically exhausting or exhaustion. So I still need to keep moving forward or else that's how depression forms. You know, you you do nothing for one day and then two days and then three days. So it's like, okay, Mm. let's keep this train moving. Anything at all. I feel like I've got nothing. That's fine. I don't need to be creative. I don't need to be artistic or funny or anything to sit here and just do the goddamn hotspot regions, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And if you, if you carry that over to like uh, content creation, like YouTubing and such, what you could do is like, you could, I don't know, sit down and organize your hard drive. So you have space for the next recording, or you could uh, like hand break some old videos that needed to be in a different format or whatever. Just mindless, mindless shit like that. Yeah. Um, Adventure Game Geek, you strike me as a chipper, go lucky sort of chap uh, who rarely gets stressed <laughs> out. Where'd you get that that idea from? (laughs) Well, I've I've met you on several occasions, sir. You're laughing while you're responding. Well, now I know, but yeah. But But what I was getting at is there might be just a slight case of that stiff upper lip going on. And who knows what boils under the surface of a proper Englishman. So, uh, oh, 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 because I'm British. Right, right. Um, Yeah. uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, How dare you? It's okay. I'm, I'm not offended or anything. <laughs> it's okay. It's um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I think I think appearances uh, can be deceptive. I guess. Mm. I, I mean, you know, like, um, especially like if you see someone in a video, like you know, if you watch my video or something, it looks totally fine. Uh, you know, I, it, it looks like I'm you know, like totally comfortable and everything, but that might not always be the case. Like for, like for, for example, like even after all this time, like I still have a hard time, uh, you know, like being in front of the camera and, and all of that, like my comfort zone is more kind of, you know, writing a script and editing and, and all of that. Uh, I, I still have to, even though like, you know, like I kind of do, do the filming and, you know, uh, I, I have to kind of like psych myself up to do it still, you know, um, and, uh, you know, like half the time I'm kind of like struggling to get, to get my, uh, you know, my dialogue, right. When you see it in the video, it's like, it, it works out fine, but obviously, cause I'm choosing like, you know, like the best mm. stuff, but I, I mean, like, how many it, takes do you normally do of those to get uh, what you good, get? Yeah. Quite a, quite a few, actually. I mean, I think probably some, sometimes I do too many. I'm like, why did I do all those? Like I got it in like one mm. or two takes. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, you know, sometimes I do six or seven or something, 
you know, just just, just to make sure because I don't want to go back and kind of re- redo it all. <clears throat> but you know, after I filmed it, I'm like, oh god, that 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 was awful. Like that's not possibly going to come out good. And <laughs> by by some miracle, it does because like with the magic of editing and and all of that. Um, so I find that a bit of a struggle. Even more so, I find uh, uh, doing any kind of live stuff particularly uh, difficult. Um, mm. Which is why, like you know, I, I I tried doing kind of live streaming, and it's realized it just wasn't for me. I just I just don't have like the I just don't have like the personality for it. Uh, I, I, I guess because I this, get, uh, <laughs> this sounds subjective. Be with with geek involved and let me ask you because I, I don't know if people really know what you do uh, i don't want to out exactly what you do for a living but this is kind of what you do for a living does that make it more stressful or do you ever feel like it's uh you don't want to do it you don't want to uh, yeah like i don't want to do it yeah yeah so um you know like i'm at the computer all day anyway because you know like i work in work mm-hmm. in post-production so yeah like like there is like an element of that like you know um i don't just want to sit you know like after like a whole day um just you know like working my my day job like mm-hmm. i i don't always want to just kind of keep doing that you mm-hmm. know like or like all all the time like i just i want to do something something different you know mm-hmm. Um, so like there's an element of that uh, I, I I do wish I, I was I, I really wish I was more consistent uh, than I am because because there's like there's so much that I'd like to do you see like like there's no like there's no kind of limit to, to what I'd like to do there's like so many games I like to cover there's like way too many that I could ever cover in my lifetime mm. um, but it's just like it's just a question of kind of just sitting down and doing it and it, it's all dependent on my uh, like on my mood, I, I can be quite up and down. So, you know, like I'll, I'll have periods where I'll be like, you know, I'll feel very creative and, you know, like I've got, uh, I'm feeling inspired and I'll, you know, and I, I'm kind of on a roll. And then there's other times where I'm just kind of like the total opposite and I've kind of lost my mojo or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever no. you want to call it, like, you know, like whatever you want to call it. And then as Paul said, kind of like the longer, the longer you are like that, can you know it's it can be like harder to kind of get out of it. You know, you kind yeah. of get into you, you kind of get into this rut. You can't get out of it. So, like for example, like the last month, you know, it's like the like the last month is a perfect example. Whereas before, you know, before that, you know, I put out quite a few videos and and that's all great. I wish I could do that like all the time. And my my stress level it does fluctuate, but my you know when my stress level is at a high uh, higher. It's it's when I'm kind of in that kind of like down period, and I and I have a certain amount of uh, anxiety and guilt uh, that goes along with that because I feel that I'm just kind of like well you know like I'm just kind of letting people down kind of thing, you know. It seems to be a common thread in, like, in all I, of this, you know, like I, I, expectations I, I, which we'll get yeah, to. Yeah, you know, so I, I kind of feel really guilty. It's it's just kind of like well you know like I sh- I, I should be just be, be putting, putting stuff out, but, uh, you know, uh, well, here's, anyway, here's, a, yeah. here's a question, uh, which I've, I've kind of wondered since, since you, since you say that you have to sign yourself up for being on camera and you'd much rather be 
writing a script and doing voiceover and stuff. What, mm. why, why did you decide to get in front of the camera in the first place? Because I know most retro reviewers or most uh, game reviewers now, they, they just have the animated avatar. That's why I, I got mine made because I was sick of, you know, <laughs> I, I can't learn lines. I can't remember shit. I can't remember what I have for breakfast. Um, so, so it's easier for me to just record a script and then have, you know, the little character bobbing up and down and waving his arms around. Why did you decide to put yourself on camera? Well, yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I, I could have had an animated chinchilla instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> now I really want to see that. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, I have always done that from the beginning. Um, uh, even even though it's 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 not uh, uh, so comfortable for me, it's it, it's kind of necessary for me to kind of get across what what I want to do. Um, just the way that I write stuff and kind of present stuff i need to be on camera to kind of deliver certain lines and say certain things and i like to kind of use different props and then kind of show the box or whatever i want to do mm. and so i find that's kind of an essential part almost of like my 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 videos whereas if it didn't have that i think it would kind of lose something um you know if, if it didn't have that aspect so yeah. uh it, yeah it's, it's 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 just the way that my videos are that i kind of always uh, have to be saying stuff on on camera, like delivering a line on camera, because otherwise it's not effective. Okay, so, a, a lot of your comedic timing is is in the way that you glance at the camera, just like the slight <laughs> nuance or subtle delays, or or like a side eye into the distance or things like that. Like that's usually what cracks me up the most in your videos. So I get Same. it. So basically, you're saying that the, the avatar is almost maybe a little limiting. Yeah, it is. Right, right, exactly. Because you like, because you're not getting my kind of like, yeah, those kind of expressions, and yeah, and especially with like, you know, uh, uh, comedy, like you mm-hmm. know, it, it it works really well. And I also think it's just good for people just to just to identify with you, um, mm-hmm. just kind of as as a person and everything, right. yeah. uh, uh, like that. Um, you have been consistent about it, which uh, which I find rather admirable. In that your entire, you you haven't diverged or tried something. A left field uh, in, in that sense and change the format up. It's been Adventure uh, Game Geek for, for the time I've watched it, and that's been the past right, four right, right. years, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for seven. Um, so uh, whenever you first first started watching, but uh, yeah, let's yeah, say yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It, it has kind of been kind of like a, a similar format, and sometimes I feel like I'm just kind of repeating myself. It's just like oh, I'm just doing the usual like AGG thing, making my usual stupid jokes, you know. And like sometimes I'm like writing a script, I'm like. Yeah, I've, I'm sure I've made that joke before. It's just like, you know, it's just, I'm saying the same mm. thing again. So it's just and like, oh, there. you know, hmm, so what's going to happen today? Let's find out, shall we, everyone? Okay, yeah. and that's, it's like I say that, like, it's just like, okay, well. I look forward um, to hearing you say that. Yeah, that's <laughs> I love a, that. I mean, that's not a joke. That's mm-hmm. that's your transition. That's kind of like a catchphrase or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah as, as long as it, as long as it doesn't sound redundant, like oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just just do it, just rehashing the same old same old oh, stuff. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? Sound, okay, okay. I really, I really should be moving on here. But do you know what really sounds redundant? I used to watch a lot of Nostalgia Critic before that ship tanked itself. Um, before everything went to complete shit. Uh, and he always, when he did movie reviews, he always start, starts them with, so we start with a 
I just, with that cadence, with that exact phrase, and I was like, dude, come on, you can say that different ways. Still, come on. <laughs> it just, it always annoyed me. Oh, anyway, so, so uh, last question, the pain scale from high, <laughs> high as a kite to in screaming pain. Uh, are you a fluctuator or are you just, do you, do you have... Um- it, uh, if, if I'm out of my comfort zone or I'm not in, in, in the right mood, it's more of an eight, maybe it's, it's pretty, it's pretty up there. Oh, wow. Uh, if, yeah. Uh, but if, uh, if I am in my comfort zone, I feel good, feel good about everything and I feel confident, then it's like below five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it really depends. It's, it's very, I, I, half the time I don't know why it fluctuates like it does, but it does. So that I can empathize with exactly the, the, why am I feeling so I've got, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. It's a piece of cake. I've done it a million times before. Why is there's this brick wall in front of me? Why do I feel like I want to punch everyone in the face kind of thing? You, you probably wouldn't do, you probably wouldn't feel that particular emotion. <laughs> Your mileage well, may vary on that point. Well, so, oh, oh, punching people in the y- face. Yes. Uh, not, not sp- specifically that no well, if you, you don't never, if you want to if you want a different way to do form, your videos there you go dick punches yes obviously just 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 cave in the old joy department until you feel better no um uh, so, so uh, interestingly we've now had a chat with a person who insists on being on camera even though it sometimes makes him feel uncomfortable let's transition nicely into a person who never appears on camera at least very very rarely unless he's doing interviews uh one short eye so uh, so, so uh stress levels on a day-to-day basis when doing your content creation and what's what sort of stresses you out the most or comparatively what do you do about it when you don't feel stressed enough <laughs> That is a great question. Before it, I answer, it sounded can really I just, bad. <laughs> can I just compliment you on your, your fashion sense? And can you explain uh, to the audience on where you can buy additional shirts, please? Ooh. Ah, yes. Uh, I'm wearing official one short eye merch. Uh, which, uh, yeah. It's this weird pixel abomination that was in, I forget what video, actually. <laughs> the, the April Fool's Day Space Quest 2 video. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, beautiful. I think I'm the only person in the world who actually bought this shirt so far. Right. Probably, yeah, yeah. But I got a very nice uh, video thank you message from yeah. Mr. I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for, yeah, fourth wall uh, lets you uh, uh, give video messages to people who buy your crap. So uh, <laughs> that's amazing. They they exist. I think it's hilarious. You can actually. So you know, you know, one of my treasured videos is uh, is uh, I bought a shirt from Julia Menomata, and so I have a little thank you from Julia. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you, Rosher. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, anyway, but stress, um, it sort of depends. The transition didn't um, work as well there. <laughs> no, no. And that's okay. Well, that's fine. Um, so yeah, uh, it sort of depends. I think once everything is towards the middle to end of the process, the stress levels way down, like maybe a three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, because by that point, like I've gotten everything on the timeline. I just need to finesse things. I just need to add a couple of stuff, things. I just need to maybe add some effects and sound effects and music and whatever. I think these days the, like the, 
bigger stress parts are towards the beginning in a few ways. And one is, uh, I think, during like the research phase of it and the planning things out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the neat things that, ha- that has happened in the speedrun community in recent years is that it's gotten bigger with more people and more stuff happening. And so I'm venturing more into territory that I don't, like know as well like i don't know the game as well i don't know the run as well and so you know whereas when i was starting out i was just talking about games that i personally ran i felt very comfortable with that now i have to sort of start from scratch and and so sometimes i need to plan out you know months in advance of like you know next year i'd like to to talk about you know curse of monkey island but i've never played it so um oh probably ought to play it that's gonna Um, go in the comments isn't it so that I've, that I've never played it before. <laughs> oh, no. Every time someone mentions Curse of Monkey Island, uh, at least on my channel, it just turns into a clusterfuck of uh, very combative emotions. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, so like figuring that in, and there, there's like a certain threshold where it crosses over from, I get it now. But then before that is like, I do not see where all these pieces fit together. I feel like I have n- no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's weird when that click happens. Cause it, it, sometimes it can be just a single comment from somebody. It can be a single conversation I have that, that clears something up. Um, so, you know, it, but so be, during that part where everything just feels like this soup of whatever, you know, that can be as high as a seven, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess as well, the, the other stressor is just trying to get, videos done t- in a timely manner um you know which which is yeah uh it, it's you know it, it feels like i should be able to get things out faster but then on the other hand i you know share custody of my kids and then i and i you know when i'm when i'm dad i'm dad i'm fully on with that since i only see them half the time mm-hmm. um and uh, have a full-time job and a part-time job and it's like you wow. know, the the, oh, the amount of 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 uh time shrinks and shrinks and I feel lucky to even sometimes I feel pissed off that I can't get more out and sometimes I'm like I'm lucky I'm even getting things out at all I am, <laughs> I, am, I, have, I have so many questions about that because it, it to me it feels like my time is like shrunken down to next to nothing whereas in fact it has doubled exponentially uh it's just my head can't keep up and and you know there's there's some mental things blocking me on, on, on my end uh so so f- uh, first of all, I'm going to try and get my thoughts in order here. So, so first of all, with the time shrinking, do you ever feel like you get brick walled by like if, if if you go if you go into a project and you say you have to do all this research and it takes a while for the whole thing to gel? Uh, do, is, do you find that there's a, a greater chance of you getting like brick walled or frustrated because it takes uh, that much more time? away from everything everything else you've got going on or do you have some sort of secret weapon that just lets you power through it divided into little chunks and you say okay i'll get there in the end i don't know that's a good question um because it it, i guess it it feels like both at some points like it feels like at some points of the, that process, it feels like I'll never break through. Um, and then I guess I just sort of force myself to 
Um, sometimes it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of like writing down the questions I have and going and talking to the people who actually know the answer, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, I, it's stupidly simple, but I forget to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I should be able to figure it out on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, so there's, there's that. And then it's also figuring out which questions to ask, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's what it comes down to. Sometimes it helps if, uh, especially if I'm doing a speedrun history, like putting things on a timeline, um, can be helpful with that too. But so sometimes it's just a matter of powering through mm. and, uh, you know, actually writing the script and then realizing, like actually putting question marks in places where I have no idea what I'm supposed to be saying here. Ah, see, the, see, you 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 strike me, good sir, as a person who knows how to compose a, a planning chart, uh, <laughs> like a person who actually knows how to structure their daily lives in some respectable way. Uh, so, uh, uh, whereas <laughs> as Paul and I were commiserating earlier, we <laughs> have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Um, I've 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 tried my best to, to start getting structured, but it's only like very recently, and I, it's a, still a bit of a touch and go situation there. So, so do you? have any like like pro tips on how to get proper uh, structure with so many other things going on that all this all vying for your attention how do you sit down and say right i'm gonna block this out this is what i'm gonna do and this is how i structure my shit oh gosh i have no idea Good. Um, sometimes you. you know um <laughs> th- i go through phases where sometimes i actually will write out a daily schedule if if like if there's a lot going on and i'm like okay you know, um, and I think actually I'm at my happiest when I do that. I just fall out of the habit because, you know, I'm unlike some people here, I'm not a robot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, no, I just think the plans fall apart and, and I'm like, you know, I, I just, I'm just going to do this thing. Um, and thankfully I actually like the editing process well enough <laughs> that, uh, uh, that that part becomes fun and that is one of the things that I can fall into and actually do. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I think like getting up the nerve to actually research stuff and figure out longer term plans mm. um, can be more difficult. But yeah, I guess the short answer to that is sometimes I will actually write out a schedule and then that'll fall apart and then I'll feel <laughs> guilty and then I'll make a schedule and we'll go in cycles. <laughs> Sounds, sounds like a lovely spiral for disaster. Um, yeah. uh, okay, so let's uh, let's. Um, oh, did I ask you about the pain scale yet? Uh, yeah, I said like um, seven. When oh, yeah, seven r- in then, the beginning, and right. then more like a three or four towards the end. I see mental acuity on my end, not too good. Uh, so let's bring it over to someone who knows what they're doing for a living, Mister Josh. Um, so you, you come from two separate places on this one. You, first, you have a website to run. And second, you're also in charge of the content creation division on, on YouTube. Uh, so I would imagine that takes a, a fair amount of planning and skill and structure to be able to coordinate those two and actually get something coherent out of them. How stressed are you on a day-to-day basis balancing all that shit? Well, I'll start by saying I really appreciate this conversation. And I love hearing all of your perspectives because it does, it makes me feel better about about where I'm at, especially lately. If you would have asked me six months ago this question, it would have been an entirely different answer. Um, however, today, it, it I, I have been 
stressed, you know, over the past six months. And uh, I'll also say that you you mentioned running the website. Um, while I do a, a lot of the creative things, the you know, the marketing, the SEO, and that stuff. Jack is wonderful. We have uh, we have 26 incredible staff members who are great at what they do, and Jack is is good at getting them to do it. And he handles much, much, much of that. In fact, I I couldn't do it without him. So we'll we'll start with that. Um, with the content creation, it's something that I need in my life. Um, I am, I, I'm at the stage in my life with health, different, all these different things have just fallen on top of me to where I can't do the things that I used to do in the past that I need to do. Like, uh, I can't really play guitar like I used to. I don't, you know, do comedy, you know, all that type of things. And so I have this, you know, and it, it does help me and I enjoy to do it. So it's not very stressful in general. However, now that this is attached to a brand, what I say and what I do represents 27 employees, I guess, or 25 of them are volunteers, you know what I mean? It's become a lot more stressful for me. It's not free flowing. I can't necessarily do the types of things or say the types of things that uh, I I like to or do a lot of the videos that I truly enjoy to do. So that is is stressful. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when I was younger, I, I had a record label and it was a punk punk label. And uh, but I liked all types of different genres of the punk, you know, some of the bands that were assigned under, they didn't necessarily want to play with, you know, the mm. different styles, you know. <laughs> and so I got to be careful about all these different types of things. And I've shoehorned myself into or it's not uh, it's not natural for me. So with that said, that is something that that stresses me out um, extremely. So it's not necessarily the the act of creating it or putting it out there. It's the act of coming up with something that you feel will not damage the brand or, uh, uh, yeah, just it's it's the actual ideas phase that seems to stress you out more than the actual creation phase. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just kind of scary for me because I, I, I do represent other people and, a lot of people rely and and frankly there's a lot of things expected uh out of me now you know mm. it's not just it's not just a matter of okay i want a video a week or two video weeks you know now i want a video a week and it has to have a certain standard that i've never given <laughs> you know what i mean i i've always just this is this is for fun i'm not asking for money that type of a thing and i want to put it out because i love it you know so it's become mm. It's become more work and there's an expectation. So that's, that's the stress, the stress okay. level. Extremely How do you manage stress? Like nine lately. Oh, like oh sure. I don't want to do anything, but if I don't, I, I can't, I, nothing will get done, you know? And so I'm going to hold everybody back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So how do you manage that? How do you, how do you like, how do you sail through that iceberg? 
I'm figuring it out, <laughs> figuring it out each day. So um, far, white knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. tried drugs? <laughs> <laughs> or different ones, right? <laughs> Have you Switch tried maple syrup? Once in a while. Yeah. Well, actually, like the, the content creation is my drug. It, and it always has been, you know, some form of art, whether it be like stand-up comedy or playing guitar, that dopamine hit is always something that, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've lost that. Mm. And so... It's definitely there's going to be have to be some sort of of adjustment in my mindset or or flow and that's something that i if i'm being completely honest figuring it out each day and a lot of reliance on people that are outside of my used to just me i'm used to just me handling everything and i'm relying mm. more on other people which is scary well thank you very much for for your honesty uh and, and transparency on that uh on that front because i've you know I've, I've hit the same wall where uh there's uh, i mean I, I don't usually put out like controversial content uh or or tr- i usually try to avoid saying things that i know will offend anyone uh and i i know you don't set out to intentionally offend anyone either but uh, i've 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 caught myself uh, spiraling down some sort of rabbit hole where I go, I don't actually think I want to go here and I don't think this is going to turn into something. And then you end up just sort of going, oh, why did I waste all that time? And yeah, um, so I'm, I'm kind of interested to because this is this is also sounding a lot like uh, expectations, both expectations on yourself and also expectations on your audience. Uh, everyone's, and I'm, I'm looking at everyone. So um, I want to know, Actually, I want to I want to bring this into a more more um, concrete uh, level where we can we can sort of point to a certain thing where we have either set our own expectations too high and it came out as quote unquote terrible or didn't live up to our own expectations or we put something out that we thought was absolutely magnificent and we put a ton of effort into it and it delivered below expectations and we're sort of still trying to figure out why that is can 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 you guys again we're going to go around the room here but daniel can you point to uh if i bit, may may yeah? i may i jump on this first because i've got to leave in 10 minutes like Ooh, I, yeah okay yeah josh right yeah um, and i'll just bl- breeze through this and and i do want to a reason why i also want to go first because i want to mention that it's not necessarily like things i want i want to say controversial things or something uh, however uh, in the adventure game genre, there is a dichotomy or uh, a rift sometimes if you go outside of that traditional point and click content, that type of thing that some hmm. people, that so, is not something we want to be related with or you shouldn't be related. That That's the type of thing. Some that, villainous uh, asshole with a mustache might be like, Uncharted's not an adventure <laughs> game. Imagine. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know. Um, Missed as a lever pulling simulator. Right. <laughs> In regards to that question, quite, quite often. It's so funny how the things that I don't think are worthwhile at all, like I'm, I, I will literally do this and have it pushed out in three or four hours, like a stupid list type of thing where there's really no art to it. Those do rather well. But the things that I'm proud of, the things that embody what I want to do and my personality, if I want to like the, do the jokes, I love it. I, I, I'm proud of it. They don't they don't hit. And that's uh, that's kind of difficult to to get around mm. when it it's almost feels like uh, it's not what you are. And mm. so you have to do you're going to chase what everybody else wants 
Mm. And uh, that's where I that that's where I feel like I feel disappointed in mm. myself and or the the response. Does it ever? Does it ever? But no, I'm sorry. I, I just I just want to ask if if it ever boils over into because I'm I'm I have to I have to be very cautious about that myself, and I've caught myself doing it a number of times. Does it ever boil over into resentment? Like fuck you if you if you don't like it. I'm not. I'm just not going to do it anymore. To hell with you. And how do you stay away from that? I would. I've never even given that a thought. To be quite honest, I don't think You're so. You're a better man than I. Well, no, I'm <laughs> not saying that it hasn't. I've said I've never really thought about it. I don't think so, because uh, honestly, like I said, putting out a video is like my own medicine. It's what mm. it's what I like to do, and so I'm going to do it. You know, because it does feel good when you have you initially hit that button and there are, you know, people watching it and you watch it, you know, yourself or something that does feel good. And I like that in my life, mm. but uh, in regards to reset, I, I imagine so, you know, I, I think anybody who says otherwise is maybe hasn't analyzed it enough. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think probably. Yeah. And then real quick, just for for the listeners, Josh, what would be an example of a passion project of yours versus what's going to be more friendly to the masses? Because I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine I'm guessing that what you're getting at is because I feel like you're in your zone with, let's say, the Broken Sword role playing video mm-hmm. that you did recently where you were like in character. And oh, that yeah, was, that's fun. It was yeah, so was... much fun to watch. So, mm-hmm. so are you saying that that's more you'd like to do more of that, but it maybe doesn't get the views that other things do or am I missing? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say yes. Um, it's mostly the things that I don't really want to do is, is the list. It's such a silly little thing, you know, that is minimal effort. And it's like, man, I'm putting so little effort into this. (laughs) Why does it, it just, it's dumbfounding. Like to me, uh, it's because know, so people have something to argue about. It's then that it's, sure it generates it, it <laughs> generates some sort of discussion. So if, as soon as you start, everyone always asks me like, uh, can, uh, "Your rankings of the Space Quest games, for instance?" I'm like, "Don't make me pick my children," kind of thing. I always resist ranking favorite games in in any like listy type category because I know invariably I'm gonna start going like did i actually mean to put that before or after and someone will definitely come along and <laughs> oh, yeah. say what the fuck are you thinking <laughs> kind of thing so yeah yeah i i, I totally get that list uh, the list content i just don't want machine. to be the list the list youtuber like the low <laughs> effort the low effort thing you know what you should do a video on lists about why list sucks <laughs> the worst lists i've ever done Top six. (laughs) Number 10, counting down. Uh, Everybody does it. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, thanks again. I just punched my own keyboard. Uh, Thanks thanks again. Low average. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm going to move on to to, to Daniel because, uh, again, you put so much effort into all of your your videos. and, And like you said, it's a passion project. Mostly everything, if not everything you do uh, on the conversations with Curtis channel. Is there one particular instance where you think you fell short of your own expectations? Cause I, I would imagine you, you, I would imagine you could tell plenty of stories about when videos have come out and they've fallen short of your expectations on an audience level. But is there anything that you've produced yourself that has fallen short of your own expectations? Yeah, everything. 
That's fantastic. Okay, so you're not a robot after all. You know, I try to enjoy the the process as much as possible, which is why the only way to make it work is make content creation my escapism. Because if you don't enjoy that, then you're not going to do it at all. Because that's the first thing on everyone's list that they can avoid or or skip in that particular day. Because it's not mandatory for any of us. We have we have jobs, we have families, we have other stuff. And so if you don't enjoy the process, then you're never going to do it. Mm-hmm. Which is why a lot of the times when there was some particular part that I didn't enjoy, then I just removed it from my process. So for example, my initial initial interviews had an intro in which I talked to the camera and I um, you know, talked about the guest. And I didn't like that part at all. I always noticed that after the interview, I tried to postpone that part as much as possible. And then things don't come out uh, in a timely manner. So I just skipped that. I changed the, the wording so that I'll be able to introduce the guest during the interview itself. And that's it. Hmm. And that felt more natural. And if I enjoyed, if I enjoyed more than the, the other things, then the, the, the content creation would be more fun. Mm. But anyway, I'm very critical of my own work, which no. means that, that I hate the end result every time. Wow. I mean, it's, it's tough for me to edit my own interviews because I hate everything I see so much during the process, but I know that I need to edit it. And by the time I'm done with it, I'm never going to watch it. Every time I join a premiere of one of my interviews, you know, on on YouTube, you can pop out the chat so that you'll have the chat separately. I don't watch the interview. But since I've worked on the interview so much, I know what people are talking about in case they reference something in the interview. Uh So I don't watch the interview. Mm. And, you know, for any normal person, you guys all talked about the fact that you try to avoid live streams because they can be stressful for a normal, normal person to, to talk on a live stream and to be and to engage, whether with a guest or, or with the audience, it's pretty, it's stressful, but for me, it's easier to do a live stream than to work on edited content because on a live stream, I never have to watch it again. It's there. Hmm. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Isn't it? But it's content. I, I'm going to work on it endlessly. I've tried several times to, in addition to my interviews, I wanted to do uh, a documentary about Phantasmagoria, you know, the definitive documentary with all of the Easter eggs and everything. And the only thing that's, that's stopping me from doing that is because I know I might forget something which would make that thing not the definitive documentary about that subject. Analysis paralysis, though. So when, you know, I can work on something as long, for example, when you work on an interview, you have the interview. That's all of the content you're going to have. You can either edit it down or, or, you know, um, change the order of the questions or whatever. But that's you get a finite amount of content, but with things that you need to, you know, 
Phantasmagoria or anything else you're working on, then you can do endless hours of research and you'll always come up with something new. Mm -hmm. And so, which is why whenever all of you guys are talking about a specific game, I'm always impressed by the fact that you were able to talk about that game mm -hmm. a certain amount of time and be okay with the content you created. Like I watch these videos and I never say to myself, Hey, they didn't talk about that subject or they missed that thing. I always think about it as a great summary. That's, you know, usually with, um, either 20 minutes or 30 minutes or 40 minutes. And I always say, okay, that's the, the perfect runtime for that piece of content, regardless of the fact that it may have skipped a few, a few subjects, but for me, it will never work. I will start working on the documentary and then I'll say, okay, I want to talk about that as well. And it will end up being a four hour documentary. And even after four hours, I'm going to feel like I missed something. Mm. And, and, uh, sorry. And, and the, the same thing goes with my interviews. You know, I, I have four hour interviews and after I work on the interview, I always think of a question that I could have asked yeah. and I didn't, and it bothers me like so much. And so now I've started a new series on our channel call, called text play in which I get the people I interviewed for a let's play session with, um, with the people I interviewed a let's play session of one of their games. And so this makes me feel better about the interviews because even if I miss a question in mm -hmm. the interviews themselves, I always have a second chance to ask them that question in that series. Mm. That's sneaky. That's I like it. it. You, have, you, have a, you have an interesting dichotomy going on. Uh, sorry for accidentally interrupting you twice. Uh, it's just because because you, no uh, you you seem to you seem to thoroughly detest hearing yourself uh, like when you're doing the editing like you say you never want to, it's like it's like when when radio had finished uh, recording okay computer which is like their masterpiece or something they just tossed it on somebody's desk and went here's the album we never want to listen to it again and they just walked away and you're kind of it, you strike me as the same person so how but you say you enjoy the process at the same time so is 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 having to edit it and having to um look at something, look at a timeline full of perceived faults. Is that some, how do you, how do you, how do you somehow find enjoyment in doing that? Is it, is it that, is it that feeling like, okay, so next time I'm going to do even better, or is it just a sort of, yeah, I'm just going to power through this because I already did it and I promised everyone it would be out. So I got to do it. So that, that's the, the beauty of it. I try to make the things I work on as public as possible. Then I have no other chance but to complete them. And before joining conversations, before there was conversations with Curtis, we, we had the, the pandemic. And back then, I started a project called 25 for Life which was supposed to be my way of counting down to the end of the pandemic. At that time, I didn't know how long it was going to last, but it was October 2020. And I said to myself, you know what? It's probably going to end in two years. So I started a project called 25 for Life, in which I release one game a month. 
for 25 months from October 2020 to till October 2022. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I made it public and I always posted the games I created that month, the game I created that month on social media, made it help me focus on the project at hand. So I knew I'm going I need to release a game a month. So I'd usually reach the last day of the month and I have to release it. So when you have all the time in the world, then you're always going to see the faults in your work and you're always going to spend too much time on that button or that thing or that font. Mm. But when you know you have four hours because it's the last day of the month and you made the whole project public, it helps you focus and helps you realize that there may be things that you shouldn't focus on because you need to get that thing done. Mm. So the same goes with my interviews. I interview people every week. And when I have a backlog, like I have now of six interviews that I haven't edited, then there's a problem and I have to start editing them. And so I start talking about their premiere dates, even though I haven't started editing them. So once you make a promise, on social media, then I always try to keep my promise. Hmm. And that must invariably stretch you out at some point, but it keeps you, it, it, that's, that's what keeps you motivated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't, I stress out about the other things. Mm. I mean, working under a tight deadline doesn't stress me out as much as, you know, having to deal with endless amounts of time and endless possibilities. Mm. That's very poetic. And that's, uh, that's one of those admirable traits that I wish I could, because I, I, I can work really fast. And that's sometimes my downfall as well, because I'll get into, uh, like, say, editing something or writing a script or something. I've, I've, I've uh, written entire HQ8 scripts while pushing a stroller, uh, just pushing my, my, my kid in a, in a stroller, trying to get him to fall asleep for a nap. It's, it usually takes an hour, and I'll just be pushing the stroller with one hand and typing on my phone with the other hand. And that's, bang, there goes a the script. So in that sense, I can work really fast. But once I get, like, like you said, yeah, it, when you get down to the thing that usually starts to block you, and in your case, it was the introductory thing. And I, I think in, in my case, it is also the, you know, I have to record the voiceover, but I also have to animate the stupid puppet and, you know, green screen, that whole thing. I wish I could just, you know, slap some game footage on as the first thing and just talk over it kind of thing. Maybe I should try doing that. So, so Paul mentioned it earlier because he's, he's uh, working on his game mm. and in game development, the fun part, the fun part is working on the logic of the game, the gameplay itself, the, the script or whatever. And the, the things that are ex excruciating are working on the menu. <laughs> like you can work on the menu for years <laughs> and not be pleased with the end result. Or, or trying to, to get your game on Steam or all of the things that will probably take 80% of the time, even though they're 20% of the tasks. Hmm. Yeah. So it's just all, cut all the things you don't think about when you're like, I'm going to make a game. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you have to make your own GUI from scratch. That's going to be mm -hmm. fun. 
That's interesting, because I actually quite like the GUI process, but that's a whole other kettle of fish. I'm one of those idiots who loves dicking around in Photoshop and you doing UX design. Uh, but I, I, I do like the, um, the approach that if, if something keeps blocking you, what happens if you just don't do that thing? Now, obviously, you have to release the fucking thing on Steam if you're making a game, and obviously, you have to release the fucking video if you're working on a video, but the actual act of releasing a video doesn't seem to be the problem. It seems to be the actual um, creation of it. Um, I'm actually kind of interested to hear what Adventure Game Geek has to say on that subject, because I get the sense that you put a lot of expectations on yourself uh, in, in terms of the production of, of the video and how it flows. And you seem to, you seem to have a really tight idea of what your video is going to be. So do you, have you ever put something out where you're like, yeah, I probably should have thought twice about that or whatever. Oh, um, uh, not, not necessarily. Cause I usually, you know, I, 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 I spend a lot of time, um, making sure I'm happy with the video, like before I've uploaded it. Right. So, <laughs> so, so, so I don't I, I, I don't upload a video unless I'm totally uh, happy with it, um, which basically involves me just just kind of going over over and over it. And I kind of get to the point where I'm like, OK, I'm like, you know, I'm happy enough with it. You know, of course, like, you know, it can be like an endless process, as Daniel Daniel says, and you can like constantly be changing stuff but i kind of get to the point where i'm like okay yeah I, I think this is good enough i'm happy with it and then and then i release it um i i, I tend i tend not to go back and w- watch my own videos um but because like so, sometimes when i do you know i kind of like sec- second guess myself mm. and then i'll be i'll be like oh you know like i i i wish i hadn't done that or or or, or something <laughs> like that and it, some some things are kind of a product of the time like something that I did like five years ago is, you know, or said five years ago is not necessarily something that I would do now or something. But mm. um, I, I, I don't look back and kind of cringe necessarily. I'm just like, well, okay, you know, that's what I did five years ago, you know, and maybe I would do it a little differently now. But, um, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, what so nothing like expectations-wise uh, that you put out Expect- that did- yeah, were you were you um, either set your own expectations too high or possibly too low? Um, not really. No, I I just it, it's not so much expectation. It's just it's just um, I just want to get to the point where you know I'm I'm kind of happy. I'm happy with what I've done. Um, mm. Basically, I, I I don't necessarily have expectations on how a video is received necessarily. Um, you know. Um, so, so sometimes I've, I, I have trouble sometimes like doing a game, uh, that's like just come out, like just because it's new and, um, you know, I feel like, Oh, oh well, I, ha- I have to do this now, you mm. know, just, just, just because like, I, especially if it's like a, like a more, uh, uh, popular title, like for example, like, you know, uh, return to monkey Island or something like that. You know, mm. uh, it, it actually makes it harder for me. Cause like, I, I may not necessarily be in the mood to do that at the time, but it's like, it just came out and I'm like, Oh, okay. okay now, now, now I have to make a video on it. Cause it just came out. Yeah. Um, Instead of getting to do the thing you actually wanted to do, which is like some obscure title from two, 2003. Right, exactly. that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. yeah. Cause I always want to do the obscure titles that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> that's exact. Well, no, that, that's actually kind of true. Basically like the way that I choose a game is not based on how I feel it's going to be received or if it's popular or whatever. It's mm. entirely based on just 
what I'm feeling at the time. I'm just like, oh, you know, I really feel like doing this game and then I'll just do this one. And it's just kind of like whatever I feel like doing. Mm. Uh, well, that's pretty it, good. How do you, how do you, how do you keep, once you actually have made that choice, how do you stay focused? Because um, for, for me, I have so many things that I want to do, even just in my backlog of ideas for SQH videos, where I kind of just jump back and forth and go, and eventually at one point I will go, this used to be a really great idea, but now I had, you know, set myself the expectation that I would have this out in so and so many weeks or whatever. And now it starts to feel like a chore because now, right, I, right. now I really um, want to do that other thing instead. Yeah, yeah, sometimes that happens when like I have an idea to do kind of a longer video or something that, you know, I'm not so used to doing. Like if it's just like a re regular review video, once I actually start doing it and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of actually, you know, into the process, um, I don't usually stop just kind of doing it just like that. Like, you know, mm. my, my trouble is actually kind of getting, you know, like get it, getting it going basically, you know, because once I start, like, once I start seeing it kind of come together, uh, I actually get really excited about it. I'm just kind of, like, oh, yeah, this is working out. And then I, I you know, I kind of want to see it through to the end. Mm. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of longer ones that I've kind of like, I keep, it's, uh, I, I get really annoyed with myself when, when I, when I keep saying, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to review this game. I'm going to review this game. Like people ask me, so, you know, so when are you going to review this? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. And then mm. like, yeah, but you said, you said that like a year ago and you still haven't done it. I'm just like, <laughs> every time you ask, it gets pushed further down the list. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like I need to be careful. Like, you know, like what I say, because I can say like, yeah, I'm going to be reviewing this game and this game. And then people are going to remember it and be like, yeah, but you said you were going to do that. I'm like, uh, did I? Okay. Yeah. Well, no. you know, I, I, I really want to put out my video of this German game Talisman, which I, which I did a sneak preview of like over a year ago. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like a different video. Um, and I, I have to kind of like spend more time on it because it's not an English language game. It's all in German. I have to talk about things differently and so, uh, you know, like that, that's, that's more of a project. Mm. Um, uh, I've also been struggling with what to do for like my hundredth episode video, you know, cause I, cause I have episodes now, now, now I've got to a hundred. I'm like, well, I've got to do something special. And so I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? And, and then I, you know, I thought about, uh, you know, for my fifth, 50th episode, I did King, you know, King's quest one, which is my favorite adventure game of all time, mm. <laughs> obviously. Uh, and so I thought, okay, what, what do I do for the hundredth episode? Do I just do I just do my least favorite game of all time? It's <laughs> not a bad idea. It's, it's like, well, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I I could do that. Or I thought, well, what if I did one of those list list videos? Because I've never really done one of those. What if I do like my top a hundred adventure games? And I'm just ah. like, well, well, that's like a huge thing. I don't know how long that's going to take. And and you know, people have these like expectations of that. My my top a hundred video is not going to be what most people's top 100 videos are going to be and like pe people i'm going to get you know i'd get so many comments uh, you know talking about how i didn't put these lucas arts games higher on the list <laughs> you know it's like yeah. it's, 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 yeah. you know stuff, st stuff like that it's like why are you putting like these obscure games i've never heard of yeah. why, why aren't you why aren't you just putting you know like the like the well-known ones you're gonna get it's the like, curse of monkey island fans on your back it, I, I swear well, to god exactly yeah mm -hmm. that is indeed the curse of monkey island <laughs> it's all those rat bastards who won't shut up about the third one
<laughs> so I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's the uh, the, the greatest idea. But but but, but for, I mean, for the most part, uh, you know, m my videos, uh, just just my regular review vid videos, follow a similar for similar formula. Mm -hmm. And I, I have tried to deviate from them by kind of doing other things, like you know, uh, interviews or live streams or uh, podcasts or like you know whatever it is. But I feel like. I, I think it's probably better for me just to kind of stick with my kind of review yeah. videos. And like people have told me, well, you know, like this is this is kind of like, you know, your regular thing. This is what you do. And you shouldn't kind of try and like dilute it too much, you know, which I think is a good yeah. which I think is a good point. You know, yeah. uh, I, I certainly don't want to, you know, put out videos just for this for the sake of it and feel like I'm just doing it just because I feel like obliged to or, or something like that. So, um, you know, That's whenever I've tried, like, whenever I've tried to do that, it's always come out, come off like really awkward. <laughs> you, you know. I mean, it would, uh, but, but yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it also must feel good to have that sort of comfort zone where, you know, you, you, you're doing one thing and you're doing it really, really well. And sure. You can like try other things and, and do something. I mean, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I've never actually fell into anything that I thought I was doing particularly well i started out as a let's player and i i was enjoying that but i wasn't terribly good at it uh, then i started doing the scripted reviews for uh, the king's quest series obviously not my favorite game series of all time um which everyone keeps saying is, is okay you should do more of that shit uh but but it's like okay well and then i tried dabbling in live streams and then i you know changed up the format and started putting way too much effort into planning the whole fucking puppet animation and all that shit. So it just sort of caved in on me a bit. So I try everything and nothing ever really seems to stick for me. Um, there's a video of me eating a fucking curry on my channel. I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, one, one short I gotta, gotta yeah. ask you this cause uh, you seem like a, like a stoic reserved man who whenever he feels he's let himself down will not show the world so this is your chance let the mask drop <laughs> tell us what expectations you feel you have fallen short of and we shall give you a grand group hog afterwards um gosh i don't know um expectations that i've fallen short of you or know it's it's or it, it's it's funny because you know like i look back at at the videos that i've done and each each one of them i do feel like they were the best I could do at the time based on whatever my skill level was at that point and whatever the video needed to be. There's never been one where I look back and I'm like, that was a complete mistake. Like, I think the first one that I ever did is really rough, but mm -hmm. I mean, it was the first one I ever did. I had no idea what I was doing. It turned out okay for having no idea what I was doing. Um, you shouldn't see, but, you, you shouldn't watch my my first one. Let's just say that. It's like having compassion for your past self, though. I like that's that. exactly yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so there's there there is that. There are some where like, you know the the viewership numbers are are things I'm I'm trying to get out of my head because some of it makes sense and some of it doesn't. Like I thought that the uh, the the Gabriel Knight video I did recently should have 
done better. Mm. Um, but it's just sort of middling, uh, you know, for compared to the other ones or mid as my teenage son would say, <laughs> or, or actually, no, I, I fell off actually, according to, oh, right. <laughs> oh, lingo. he can, nice. he, he, he can be funny. Um, which is interesting because no, Z enters the chat. <laughs> it's about pressing F to, to skip stuff ahead. So maybe that's. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he gives me suggestions sometimes. It's funny. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so there, there, there was that one, like some that I, some I like, I get um, like, uh, I don't know the, the interview I did with Ron Gilbert. I mean, it's, it's an interview. It's not my typical sort of thing that I do. And it really was just like, how do I make a video out of, like, I want to show this to people and how can I try to package this that is at least somewhat entertaining, but it's not like my normal thing. So I didn't expect that to do like massive numbers, but um, you really just can't. The numbers just never make any sense. They never make any sense. And one, one, one example that I, I always tell people if it, if the conversation gets there is that like my King's quest five video for like a year had maybe 20,000 views on it. And then another video did well. And then now it's at like 200,000 views <laughs> or more. The video didn't change. No, um, that one, you know, keeps the thumbnail, the, yeah, the, the thumbnail didn't change. The, um, the title didn't change either. Like, so I think there, there's a certain, like there's a certain amount of YouTube success that's, predict i'm using air quotes for people who are not <laughs> watching um th that's somewhat understandable and then some of it is just it feels like black box magic and mm. i have no idea why something did better than something else so that that can be a little bit frustrating so what i i try to turn my attention back to let's just make this video the best one it can be for where I am at the moment and what I know about it and what I can do. Um, and well, just, and just sort of roll with that. But there, there is sort of, I, I think a pressure that I put on myself of like, how can I make, how can I, I guess, I guess it's in choice of topic, right? Because at this point I've done as an example, um, I've done videos on every King's quest game, except for two and four. And you know, it's sort of in the back of my head is like, well, let's, let's talk about, you know, let's do something on those. But then it's like, okay, where's the story here? Mm. And that's, what's, what's really tough for me. Cause I feel like I need to have some sort of narrative in place. I don't want just want to talk about the game. And I think as time has gone on, I've sort of, it's, it's, it's been frustrating to think of new ways of saying, then they got better and did it faster. <laughs> um, because, and, that, and that's why I look for some sort of story progression. Yes. In it. Like, did, was there some big discovery or what did, did the way that they're playing the game change? Cause if it's basically the same thing, but faster, there's no story there. And I don't like, I could, I just told you what the story is in yeah. five seconds. Yeah. So, um, so, you you basically said that in terms of external uh, expectations, black box magic, and some things do better than others, and you know we'll never know why because algorithms. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, as far as internal uh, expectations that you put on yourself, you basically just said, you know what, I try not to think of that. I, I I do the best that I can in the moment, and that's good enough for me. How do you keep those in, or, or do you even have those intrusive thoughts where you go, I am doing some absolute garbage right now that never pops into your head. 
Um, that comes into play. Like I think when I'm in the middle of making something, <laughs> um, by, by the end of it, I typically have spent so much time with it that I'm like, this is a, at least not complete crap. Right. <laughs> um, and if I thought it was complete crap, I just wouldn't put it out because I also don't have like a timetable of, you know, like I have to get out a video a month or something stupid like that. Um, thankfully. So, <laughs> so I guess, I guess, I, I guess that's really smile is. from Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so there's, there's, there's that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's basically what it comes down okay. to. Is if it, if it was absolute garbage, I just wouldn't put it out. If I could not figure out a way to save a video, I just wouldn't put yeah. it out at all. I, I mm-hmm. think that's that's sort of what it comes down to. And I guess I, I would clarify something you know that you that you summarized a second ago. With it. there's this sort of weird this weird thought process with with the stats and the views where I'm very curious about them. And like, I look at my analytics and I dive into it, but at the same time, I have to remind myself, I don't like, I do not make any decisions based <laughs> on what is in there. Right. So it's like, you know, don't put too much sock into it either. I, I, I think like it would make a difference if for some reason, a video got like no views at all. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that I think, I think it's there, there is some, there is some use in looking at it just to, to see like, okay, some people somewhere are interested in this, at least mildly. Yeah. Um, and so it's probably worth, you know, keeping going or like, like looking at retention graphs. It's like, I don't really use that to um, like plan out anything, but sometimes I do use it to be like, eh, well, I guess people weren't as interested in that part. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> or like the graph where it, it shows where people drop off in the video. Where people drop off. Usually yeah. I'm just like, d- d- you know what? Unless there's like a really big statistical correlation there, people just, sometimes they just hit control W because they fell asleep. I mean, subsets. There, there, there's only been one instance where that was actually really helpful. And some guy told me in the comments, you know, you should have cut this part out of the video because it was kind of boring. And I'm like, analytics in your face. It's a straight line. <laughs> Nobody clicked off. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. But, but that's that, finally dropped kids. Did you see that? <laughs> you know, but, uh, but that, that's about, that's about the only useful thing because, and it, you know what, it's so hard to, to like compare things because say like a 30% retention on a 10 minute video is different from a 10% re- or 30% retention on an hour and a half video. Mm, right. Yeah. As you go long enough, people are just going to click off because they need to go eat dinner or something, right? Yeah. They have something else, you know? And so it means something different based on, on what it is. Like all of them means something different depend, depending on what you're looking at. One thing I, I mean, talking to some other people, the, the click-through rate, so that, that is mm-hmm. the, the percentage of people who see, who get served your thumbnail on the homepage and then actually click on it. Um, initially, that's rather high, but then paradoxically, if it gets successful and YouTube starts pushing that out to more people, that percentage goes smaller. But it's just because now it's pushing it to people outside of your core audience and see if they're interested in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, fewer people are clicking on it, but that's actually a good thing because it means more people are seeing it. It just mm-hmm. ends up being stupid. 
So now this is actually this is really good because this is this is taking us from the emotional hellscape that I was painting at the start of this episode. It's going to be all about our stress levels and blockages and uh, depression and all oh, that. Analytics can be a hellscape into, too. Well, yeah, but <laughs> at least we're not talking about our own hellscapes. And now we're talking about the hellscape that YouTube has created for us, uh, which is which is a different. And, uh, you know what the real devil is, though? It's that it's that out of ten scale that YouTube shows you on your analytics. So for people who don't have a YouTube channel, every time you log into YouTube Studio, there's a list of like your 10 most recent videos and it shows you where your most recent one did compared to those. So it's, you know, <laughs> and it's it, got it's a little like, smiley face next to it. Yeah. That's so it's just, just, it's got a little smiley face or, or, or helpful little tips. And it's like, thanks YouTube for reminding me that this is the worst performing one out of the last 10 or yeah. whatever it is. So here's the other thing. It's not even uh, for me, it's not even the smiley face because the smiley face can just fuck off. It's the, it's the green arrow up and the red arrow down that gets me. Yeah. Cause every time you log into YouTube, it's a studio, the first day or so, it's not going to do the same numbers as your previous video mm-hmm. did, obviously. So, but, but you know, the fucking dashboard doesn't care about that. So everything is just that, downwards pointing angry red arrows uh, thanks <laughs> i just love the vague passive aggressive messages that it gives you too and i say that sarcastically because some of them will be like more people are watching your videos maybe you should think about what you did well with this one and do that again wow. i was thinking thanks for the help what, what what am i supposed to do with that <laughs> or or the opposite will be fewer people are clicking on your videos maybe you okay. suck maybe you should think of packing this shit in maybe this is not your thing have you considered tiktok no um it's like linkedin when it says your name appeared in 65 searches how do i, I have it nothing to do with this information yeah. 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 What what do I what do I do with this? And and, and uh, yeah, that's the I actually at one point I turned it off because uh, I need whatever. But there's I I installed like a, a CSS extension to hide that entirely because I did because all I wanted to do was was go and see if there were like new comments on videos or something. Oh um, right. yeah. So just hide hide the other numbers. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't even let me look at it. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, so um, we have anyway, to, we have to wrap this up in a bit, but I kind of want to hear from from Anna uh, in terms of expectations. Because again, you seem like a very well put together person, and also you have suffered the burden of raising children, so mm-hmm. you must be used to certain levels of stress and certain levels of expectations, either getting immensely over fulfilled or shattered to pieces on a daily basis. I have the same. He's only three. So, if, uh, you know. I so. was waiting for you to add disappointment. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know is he so going to well. say it? Is he going to say it? <laughs> of course he is. Uh, so, so, anyway, so, so I, 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 w- I would assume you, you're like made of stone at this point with regards to your personal expectations versus uh, the external expectations of how your, your stuff does. Or am I completely incorrect? Are you well, a boiling a- river of... That, that molten goo from Ghostbusters 2 inside. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, totally. I, it's hard, right? Because as a... Why did I do that? <laughs> Sorry, it's natural. It's near the neck. I wasn't... Yeah. Oh, I was. I can, okay. though. It's okay. Watch the video. If you're listening to this, just 
Actually, yeah. don't. Actually, don't. Actually, at that point, no, no. It's hard, right? Because we're like, it, we would technically say, okay, maybe there's a limited audience for people who want to listen to Paul and I talk about games. We've talked about that before. You know that level. You sit at you sit at one number for a really long time. You know, you're getting two or three hundred listens. Two or three hundred listens. We'll have a breakout episode. You know, like, and then you'll get six, seven, or eight hundred listens, and it's kind of like, oh man, like. We're going to get more people now, but then it jumps right back to whatever your usual one is, because that's how it happens with the freak of, you know, whatever that is. And then mm. and then we did do one video episode and we we're like, oh, maybe people will like seeing us on video, but we didn't like promote it or advertise it or really do anything special. We just kind of threw it on a YouTube channel that we literally told nobody about. And then we're kind of like, hmm, well, that's disappointing. Like 130 <laughs> and like 30 new subscribers. Like, why did we even bother to 30, do that? That's like, pretty good. It wasn't bad. But it For was a like, channel no one knows exists. <laughs> but how, like, my expectations are, yeah, we can do a million things, but my actual effort is what it is every time, which is like, get ready, do the episode. The episode comes out. We advertise it a little bit for one day and never think about it again. And I'm like, oh, we could do all this extra content and look at boxes and go on video. But then another week goes by, another week goes by, and there it is. It's five days before the podcast. We're like, oh, what are we going to do this podcast on? And and then oh, no. there's the, <laughs> the opportunity, like, interviews we have so many people that want to come on our show and be interviewed and there's so many people we've offered to come back to the show but then we're only doing two episodes a month right now and not putting in a lot of extra effort game dev and other things are taking up time so it's like i have this kind of huge list of people that i see opportunities go by and interviews we could have and and it's like but we're not doing it because I don't know. We don't put a huge amount of effort into doing interviews. We have everybody here, right? We still haven't had a chance to interview each person in the hotspot. And we're already doing that once every six weeks. How do you fit in somebody else? Like, you know, yeah. so yeah, expectation and reality. In my head, I'm doing a million things to promote it. I've got it at the top of everybody's feed. Everyone's going to know it. I'm going to find us all these new followers. Reality, we're kind of, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And it's mm. like, how do we keep motivating ourselves to try something new and different, keep things the same and get the new audience? And I think some of that can lead to you, Paul. I think have we've been talking about this a little bit lately. Oh, hey, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was a handoff. Okay, that was a handoff. I do those. <laughs> it's, it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, the interviews actually reminds me of what Geek was saying, where, where you, we have to be careful not to uh, extend that hand sometimes like you, you were saying with covering games and then people would be like where's the game you said to cover um, sometimes you know people would just kind of not so subtly be like I, I, I want to be on the show and it's just like Fuck, okay <laughs> um, I don't know because the, the thing with the interviews I'm, I'm going to go on a side quest here to, to blame other people for a second because it's frankly it's just fun it's a good time um, <laughs> and it's easier is the thing with the interviews sometimes is especially when it gets into like indie devs and stuff where it's like you bring them on a podcast, it's already kind of just audio only, and they don't, they forget that they do have a role, which is to not just bring your information and your facts. Like people are listening to be entertained. So I'm not saying like sing and dance, make them laugh. Like I'm not saying you have to come like that, but it's like, just don't forget that this is 
you know, somebody's choosing to listen to this show on their way to work and maybe just like, yeah, and then after I downloaded AGS, I decided to... You get a lot of that from indie devs, which we learned early on. And it's like, okay. Numbers do show it too. I mean, some of our interviews with people, unless they have a lot of friends within the community, they're sitting at like 170 listens after two years. And it's like, oh, because it's a lot of effort. I do, Daniel. I do what you do. I, it was so good to hear you say that you watch other people's interviews and, and read through their interviews and ask questions that weren't asked. That's exactly what I do with yeah. our interviews. And I just, I wait for my curiosity to get piqued when I'm listening. What What is that? How did you, you didn't finish that answer. I didn't hear that question being asked. Oh man, it cut out before I had a chance to hear about this. And that, that's, it's a lot of work preparing for an interview to do it the way I want to do it is many, many hours of work on all sides and a lot of effort. And, and yet the episode itself, when it's an interview is easier because you have your questions prepared and if you have the right person, they're just going to talk and be entertaining and entertain your audience almost for you in a way. It's kind of like you're putting them on the spot. Like you did that really well. One short eye, our conquest of the longbow. And I know your name carries some weight, you know, but it got a lot of views at adventure game. Oh, good. Same for you. Uh, you know, you've got, you've got these extra personalities. You guys come on the show and you're not like monotone. You've got stories and excitement. So. Yeah. Well, you, and yeah, it's been nice bringing you guys on. Cause you're all entertainers <laughs> in your own right like you you know that you're performing in a sense to an audience where (laughs) and and it's a i i can't not say that some of that responsibility is on us the interviewers to to get the most out of them but it's like you know you can't just like lend them a personality sometimes sometimes it is that dire (laughs) um but like anna said yeah anna and and daniel have a very similar sense of, of interviewing where they're able to dig they're able to they're able to get the sound clip of the interview. They were able to get like really cool information that you would have never heard. And I know like when we did Al Lowe for, I'm trying to dig for an example. When we did Al Lowe, Anna did a really good job of steering that episode in the direction of, we basically almost interviewed him about police quest. And <laughs> because he never gets to talk about that. He always has to talk. I about love that game. episode. Oh, thank you. And, and that was, that was really a lot of Anna's direction where it's like, let's, you know, they get excited when they get to answer fresh new information. So <laughs> something like that, you know, really really helps and goodness uh, where was i going I was yeah just- that that's what i strive to do because i want to bring hello and talk to him about a minor project he did in the 80s and not about leisure suit larry i mean every time every time i talk to these people their most popular project is the shortest Shortest segment in that interview. Right. I, mean, I can talk to Ron Gilbert and Monkey Island will be the shortest thing, thing I talk to him about and not. And then I'll talk to him about Butt Butt, for example, mm-hmm. or Police Quest when it came to L.O. So I guess, yeah, to wrap, like, essentially what I'm saying is my brain is big. Like many of you, I've got all these ideas. I want to interview all these people. I want to go off and do all these projects. But my challenge being the reality is every week I come back and kind of do the same thing I was doing before. Hmm. So it's like Does that not get suffocating? Does that not get, like, disappointing in a way? Hmm. Not for me, because I'm eternally, ask Paul, hopelessly optimistic about frickin' everything. It's like, no show, dude. That's just... Hmm. You do You do strike me as a very optimistic and pep person, and I wish I had that. Um, <laughs> I had an idea for an interview uh, series once, which I'll obviously never get around to, to, to doing, so anyone feel free to steal this idea. I was going to invite... 
famous game developers. We're talking, you know, your Tim Shavers, your Ron Gilberts, uh, your uh, Charles Cecils, and, and and you know Ken Williams, and all all these people. Get them in the room. Uh, or set, set them down for an interview and say, what do you want to be interviewed about? You've right. Al, Al Lowe has already answered every question about Lisa Shoot Larry for, for millions of years, but maybe he likes making candles in his spare time. So Tim Schafer probably folds his socks in a strange way. Let's do an hour interview about that. You know, that kind of thing where you just ask them, we're not going to talk, like Ron Gilbert, we're not going to talk about Monkey Island. We're not going to talk about Maniac Mansion. about cooking and baking. He loves to cook yeah. and bake. I would talk well, to balloon him animals. for hours. Yes. He does yeah. balloon animals Josh too. Mandel and does well, balloon animals. One hour does. of balloon animal talk with Josh Mandel. The sound uh, of him making them. The squeak, squeak. squeak, squeak <laughs> so ASMR balloon. Oh, I hate that sound so much. When people like unwrap like hi-fi equipment and they put it in this like, uh, uh, what's it called? Flamenco, this sort of fo- styrofoam-ish thing. Mm-hmm. When, when it squeaks when you lift that off, God, I have to leave the room. I can't have that. Oh, it's one of those. Oh, Oh, sorry. Anyway, steal the idea if you like. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of uh, I mentioned it very bl- briefly in the Monkey Island Two video, but Ron Gilbert was on a podcast where it was like that, but even further in that direction <laughs> with, with the silence one. Oh, um, to, right. to where and, and there's there's a whole series of this these podcast episodes I, where this guy would invite semi famous people on. And they would sit in silence, but you have to you have to record the ambient like room sounds, mm-hmm. but but no questions were asked. <laughs> it kind of kind of sounds like between two ferns or uh, that. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's the I other one? Know. That that really weird Comedy Central. Uh, I forget his name. Sorry, Eric Andre. Eric Andre, exactly. The Eric yeah. Andre. So it kind of reminds me. I like the one of those. We just sit there and look at each other and go, is anyone going to start talking? No. (laughs) As soon as you say it, it's weird. We're just going to (laughs) wait. So let's, uh, let's, uh, because my brain's caved in a long time ago. So can we, can Mm -hmm. we just do a a quick, (laughs) all this talk about motivating each other has left me burned out already. Uh, (laughs) Can we just do a quick round table and what have we got, what have we got going on? Uh, in the pipelines, what's coming out, and what are we really excited about? Uh, one should I? Yes. So the first part of the conquests of the Longbow video um, is almost done. Actually, just before this podcast started, I got like the last audio lines from the guy playing Robin. There were like three stragglers that were missing. Yes. Um, and so those are going in. And then that Hopefully we'll be done. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to be asking for feedback from people, but that's really, that's done. Um, and then next is the other half of, of, of that, uh, the part two, which is about speedrunning conquests. So it's not a terribly long video though, is it? I mean, it's, it's nice. It's, yeah. ch- it's chunky bite-sized. <laughs> it's fucking two hours, dude. I know. Goes by like two minutes though. It's beautiful. I, I, w- I really want to, Yeah. Um, so, um, and, and people can find you, obviously, links in the description. One short YouTube, eye, yes. But yes, there. there you go, youtube.com slash the thing. Um, Anna, and, and I guess technically Paul, but I, I suppose Paul We're wants to talk about his game. Now, You're one, yeah. yes, symbiotic in a sense. We're used to it. <laughs> Actually, the game's going really well because there's going to be new a new 
demo coming out relatively soon and some the steam page and other things are going to be updated as per your calendar right paul oh yeah no totally so, yes yeah, thank god for anna she's she's she keeps so much of this together for me it's it's, it's insane like the, this this candor is, is 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 very authentic like she really is in live timing reminding me of shit i need to get done right now oh my god fucking steam page that's right damn that's the the curse of the you know the, the wildly imaginative creative types oh god I just, I just need to sit down and have a cigarette and collect my thoughts. And I have 13 million projects. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, my sense of humor left a long time ago along with my mental f- faculties. We have that, and we even have some really cool interviews that will be coming up a little bit more in the, the future, too. And we're going to have Dave, Dave Gilbert on, and that's well, well overdue for us because we've been playing his games for ages. Heck, I've even met him before. And and uh, so, yeah, we're going to have him on after the He reached out to us. That was, that was yeah. really cool that made my month man he's like i just found your show i don't know how i hadn't seen it before but i've been going through your back catalog all month or week or whatever and then he kind of Mm -hmm. like if you ever need a guest let me know i was like like, "Mm, maybe yeah (laughs) so that's pretty exciting cool dave is awesome dave does good Mm -hmm. stuff uh ask him to do a satan voice it's really good um taking a note right now Oh, I probably should explain that. Sorry, it's a million things going through my head at once. Uh, so uh, when we do Adventure Jam, Ga- Adventure Jam Games, me and Torpedo <laughs> Bear, we had this running joke a couple of years ago where we would just uh, we would have Satan in as a character cameo, just sort of minding a store somewhere or being pissed off at something. And we asked Dave Gilbert on a whim to, if he would voice the character. And he's done that for, is it three or four games now? I think it's four. Yeah. Four games now. So he's been Satan in our games for four games now. Um, <clears throat> ah, yes. Uh, so, so, uh, and, and people can find your podcast at cggpodcast.com and the game at, is it thephantomfellows.com or just phantomfellows.com? Yeah. There's a the in the front. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I'll add this just in case this resonates. Or, I, honestly, I don't want to accidentally start like a conversation at the very end of this, but I'll just say that, that, is it, have any of you guys found it kind of odd that inventory art in adventure games is always diagonal? It's always had a slant. Mm-hmm. Because it has to fit in a square box. I mean, yeah, and, and yeah, you could fit more in the box that way, but that's, I don't feel like that's enough reason that it has to be. But anyway, I've just, I've finally been facing that head on because I'm bad at drawing things diagonally because mm-hmm. pixels, it gets kind of gross pretty quickly. And, but if, well, I, I had the realization that the reason they're doing that is because if you don't do it diagonally, it kind of just looks like a room object, like mm-hmm. in your inventory. Like it's hard to differentiate like what's an inventory and what's not. And anyway, I've, that's, I've been tackling that beast all, all week. Using shading and room ambiance in the inventory, which actually, I mean, to me, lends the, it's like you're in a room and you're looking at your stuff in your bag in the oh, room. Yeah. So it's like a reflection of the room in your bag. So depending on where you are, your inventory is going to reflect that because it's a real item. And that's, hmm. that blows my mind. I like that. If, if you ever want an example of what an inventory screen should not look like and what happens if you don't draw them diagonally or fitting nicely inside a box in a grid, uh, Harvester. Harvester's inventory window can fuck off. It's just terrible. Good point. Uh, speaking uh, of people who have played Harvester, uh, Adventure Game Geek. Uh, what have you got? Sorry, I don't know how to segue things. <laughs> yes, I, I play. Yeah, I played Harvester. That's true. <laughs> so have I. Anyway, uh, so um, what have you got going on in your life, and what are you proud of at the moment? 
Oh well, yeah, yeah. So uh, sp- speaking of Harvester, I do I do plan to finish this never-ending let's play of Harvester with uh, Arno uh, Malin at some point. But it, it's it's just kind of you know finding the time to get together to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Like like we're on to kind of like the last day of 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 the game, and I I did, I, I did suggest did suggest to him let, 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 why don't we just get this done in one go and just kind of live stream just kind of like the last day just to kind of get it done. And so maybe maybe we'll do that, but uh, I don't know. But yeah, that let's play let's play has been going on for a few years, which is ridiculous. Just <laughs> why I don't do let's plays, I guess. But um, yeah, I've been I've been meaning to do a video on uh, Adventure X, um, same as uh, uh, Trolls is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, not not exactly the same video, obviously, but <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, but uh, we download yeah. his and upload it as yours. Uh, we were significantly <laughs> drunker right. than than Adventure yeah. Geek was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was I was gonna do that actually, you know, like a few weeks ago, but then I decided to wait for Trolls to do his and then just just play <laughs> never wait then, for and, me and, and then just plagiarize him. So, <laughs> but, no, yeah, no. That's it. Now, um, if you if you wait around for me, your analytics will start like going grayscale. Like there there will be no up and down arrows. It'll just be like <laughs> like windswept fucking tumbleweeds coming going across the screen. Um, and the fucking yeah. eagles from King's Quest Three circling overhead, <laughs> dropping feathers and pooping on you. Sorry, I'm going somewhere. Sorry, go, go ahead. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's that. There's Adventure X. Then I'm I'm going to get back to doing uh, my regular review video. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> so it's, my regular, it's, it's, it's it's getting late, and we've been Did online you just for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening midstream. <laughs> oh boy! Another reason not to live stream. No, sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just, I'm just hitting puberty right now. You know, I'm, going, I'm, 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 I'm going, going through a lot of different changes. You know, so that's why the mood is up and down. Yeah, we support you. We support you. Bring it in. We got you. Bring it on in. Group yeah, well, group what, I forget what was I talking about. Uh, oh, right. What, 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 what videos I'm supposed to be doing? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting back to regular review videos, and yeah, I did mention like doing. Um, a video on that German game Talisman sometime. So I, I really mm-hmm. need to do that. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm probably going to do uh, like a Christmas video on a Christmas theme game. Um, every time I try and, uh, you know, choose one of those, like there's, there's not that much to choose from. Uh, I, I find this, I don't know. It's, um, it's December 10th. How are you going to get a video out by Christmas? Oh, I forgot. You were going to at a proper pace. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, sometimes, sometimes. I, I, I do have to plan in advance, though, because if I leave it too late, I get really stressed out. If it's like a Halloween or Christmas video, I mean, obviously, you got to get it out by then. So you, <laughs> yeah, you actually have a deadline. I wanted um, to put out my Adventure X video the week after I got home. Yeah, so did it's I. It's December 10. <laughs> yep, I'm in the same position. Okay, okay, so it's not just me, then. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that's about it. You know, like I, I, you know, I can't promise to get out that many videos before the end of the year. Cause it's, it's already, you know, I mean, there's like three, three weeks left. So exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, you know, ho- ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll get back to like a regular schedule in, in, in the new year. So mm-hmm. and, that's adventure uh, game geek folks. Yeah. YouTube.com <laughs> adventure game geek. No, wait, point and click geek. Wait, wait, wait. Remind me again, why is your 
Never mind. We'll we'll talk later. Uh, no, <laughs> thanks. And oh, sorry, did I cut you off? Too long because yes, because Adventure Game Geek was too long, and it used to be Adventure Game G. That's the, that's why. Yo yo, homie, Adventure Game G. O G. Represent. Right. That is. Oh yes. <laughs> Six white people, um, right? So, um, and 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 Daniel, you obviously have a million things going on. Can you list them all off in less than ten minutes? Yeah. So on the conversations with Curtis Front, we decided to switch things up. Paul is sick of point and click adventure games, that and didn't so take long. well, actually, it, it did actually take quite long. It took a while, but the two games that broke his spirit were Grim Fandango and The Neverhood. We played those and he was pretty miserable playing those. And so we decided to switch things up and he's going to do solo streams in which he'll play walking sims and we're going to do streams together in which we'll play casual games. For example, tomorrow we're playing Scrabble on stream. It's an adventure and, <laughs> Yep. And I'm going to scratch my point and click adventure game itch by, <laughs> by uh, having another live stream on Saturdays in which, like I said, it's going to be the text play live stream. I already had several of those. I got Bill Tiller, the lead background artist from Curse of Monkey to play Curse of Monkey with me. And yesterday I played with Grim Fandango, lead developer Grim Fandango. Said Grim Fandango that caused this entire mess. <laughs> and on the interview front, I have six interviews that I've already recorded that I plan to release in the coming weeks. The first of which will be Tom Hall next week, given that we're celebrating Doom's 30th anniversary today. I have one with Melina Annabelle, Charlie Ramos, a three-hour interview with Allo, a three-hour listening party with Michael Land, a three-hour conversation with Ken Macklin. And this week, I'm interviewing Neil Grantstaff. Mm, say hi. Mm-hmm. Will do. And I think that's it. Oh, excellent. And that's... Uh... Conversations with Curtis on YouTube and Twitter and also Mastodon, if people do that sort of thing. Um, Well, as for me... uh, Wait, hold on. Trolls, what are you doing now? Yeah. Ah, What's up? Slowly crawling my way out of a hole of some sort. Um, Now, we have... Like I said, I've got a few videos that I really want to do, and I have a long list of videos that I want to do sometime in the future, but lack the uh, organizational skills to properly get around to doing. Um, I want to do more pain train videos. I have, I'm starting to think like maybe we should like put different categories of games into like one video of pain train. So like we have a nineties FPS pain train where I play, there's a dude on my discord who did a Wolfenstein 3d CGA driver. Uh, <laughs> another one pickle dog, one of the moderators did a CGA driver for doom, like proper DOS doom, not uh, emulated. And of course you can play uh, Duke Nukem 3d and quake with a, CGA shader on top. So it's like, like have a little, and then, you know, you do the LucasArts classics in pain train mode. So that, for some reason, pain train is on my mind because that was actually quite fun to do. Um, 
uh, there's the universe video that uh, Geek and I have been talking about doing for quite a while. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a Blue Ice video. I really want to uh, finish the world's stupidest and most obtuse adventure game of all time and do a video on just how stupid and obtuse it is. Um, <laughs> but all of that will have to wait until I can finish my Adventure X video and the second part of my I gave a talk at a Danish convention and no one can understand what I'm saying video. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I like that one. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I hope you're going to like the next one even better because it actually is about not Space Quest. Um, uh, but, yeah, so, so I, re- I really want to get cracking on all of that. But I've also decided to take on a fairly large uh, project out of necessity, given some real life circumstances going on. And also I've got the whole fucking soups on music album. That's got a deadline by Christmas and we have to finish the album by then. Otherwise everything gets delayed. We have a delivery date on March and the pressing plant needs three months to do their shit. So if we're not done by Christmas, uh, everything is fucked. You know, when Christmas is right. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's, Oh, it just changed to December 11 here. Cause we just passed midnight. So it's not December 10 anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, did I tell you our, our bass player so Tucson broke his, no, he sliced his finger open just when we started the project and it's only just healed now. So he was, oh. he was trying to do like, we, our album is two hours and 15 minutes long. And mm-hmm. he's, so he's trying to cover all that in two weeks time on a bass wow. with his finger not working. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to figure it. Timing on the injury. I mean, really? Uh, yeah. No, please get better quick and may it always not scar and, and all the good things. So oh, yeah. hunting accident. Would you believe it? Anyway, sorry. So uh, please check out my compatriots in this network. They are all much more talented than I am. Links in whatever description of the platform you're no, we're not. watching or listening this yeah. to this on. <laughs> yeah, you are. And uh, you know where to find me if you want to. Anyway, join the adventure game hotspot discord there is also one of those i believe and um yeah chef don't do a murder on the chrono stream don't do a murder on the chrono stream no do this this is what you do yes i, I still don't know what the f- okay. nice good. talking to you everyone bye <laughs> all right now all right, that we're, we're off, can I stop recording now. Now.